Hi, and welcome to the second episode of Traveling 300 Days Without Money. I'm still your host, The White Rabbit, and in this episode, we will go back in time to the start of my journey. But before we get into that, I want to add some things to the last episode, because I kind of forgot to mention um, why did I want to travel from South to North America, and probably because I don't really have a reason for this. Uh, I forgot to mention it. Um, it's it's n- I probably just got drawn to the South of America, to the Latin culture. Um, I also had a few guests over from like in Couchsurfing, and I don't know. I just really, yeah. I think I was just attracted to to the idea of seeing South America. And before. I wanted to dive into this adventure of traveling without money as a solo female traveler. I think I wanted to get the hang of this project and my ideas that would definitely work in Europe. Just to see how hitchhiking... Like, I'm an experienced hitchhiker. I'll get into that in a minute. But um, how it would work with hitchhiking and stuff. Because obviously when you travel without money, you have to like get your way from a to b and without money the best way to do that is hitchhiking so yeah i wanted to stay a little bit close to home and rather than go far (laughs) because even with money traveling as a solo female traveler is kind of a challenge in south america or so they say um so yeah that's for for the why did i choose the places that i chose and for food and water i used uh like i asked my my my, my coucher for hosts if i could um cut their hair in exchange for food or water or if i'm traveling from a to b and i would be really thirsty i would just go into a place and ask for drinking water i thought Everybody has drinking water. Well, sadly not in in poor poor countries, but um, luckily in, in a lot of a lot of countries, this is like um, a basic thing. Like in Belgium, you would be able to get into a cafe and ask for tap water, drinking water, for free. They don't always like it that you ask it, but it should be. It should be. I think the whole world should have free drinking water it should be a basic right anyway so yeah food and water i would um ask people or um i would get creative and cut hair um cook for people whatever like at my house place and then obviously places sleep i already mentioned couch surfing because that's how i started this crazy journey in the first place like that was my whole experience like my whole inspiration that was my whole inspiration on how this trip uh, unfolded. And then transportation is, uh, like I mentioned before, hitchhiking, right? I'm an experienced hitchhiker. And this is probably because my mom took me hitchhiking when I was very young. Like six, seven, eight. <laughs> yeah, you'll probably think she's crazy. Uh-huh, she is. <laughs> I am too, I know. Um, we're a batshit crazy family, I guess. <laughs> so anyway, um, my mom took me hitchhiking when I was very young. And there is a few, like a couple of crazy stories, actually. Um, there's two that I will share. 
because i mean that kind of makes you realize okay right we get it why you you want to travel without money and hitchhike all your way from south to north america so there's two crazy stories the first one is kind of a funny one because um my mom took me hitchhiking to the beach she wanted to take me to the seaside and this guy picks us up uh, right before the highway and she was saying like okay we we want to go to the sea to that kind of particular place if you know belgium belgium has like one straight coastline that's it so you either go that direction or you go another direction it's like all the way north and this guy was saying like yeah, yeah, yeah i'm going that direction also belgium is very small so you kind of cannot like say like yes i'm going that direction and then go another direction but that's what happened This guy was in the car and my mom realized like, uh, mm, mm -mm, you're taking this highway split to the other direction. Like, uh, -uh, that's not happening. And he was like, oh, yeah, I need to go there, whatever. Is it not? And she was like, uh, -uh, you're dropping us off like right here. And he was like, but no, that's it. And she was like, "Uh, -uh, I don't care. Drop us off right now right here. So he did. So this guy (laughs) drops us off in the middle of the highway mm-hmm and <laughs> there we were a mother with a child i think i must have been six or seven at that point uh so yeah we were standing there in the middle of the fucking highway and we were waiting for a new ride and <laughs> the police stops and the police pull over and they're like uh ma'am that's pretty dangerous what you're doing right now uh let me take you to a safe place at least So we get in the car, the police uh, officers, and they drive us to a gas, way, a gas station. And they started questioning my mom and they were like, uh, so is this your child? And she's like, of course. And then he's like, um, do you have her papers? And like 20, 30 years ago, it was not really a thing to have paper for your kid. So my mom was like, ah, uh, no. And then the police goes like, t- turned to me and they were like, is that your mom? And I'm like six or seven and I'm like, is it? Uh, it, it? Why is the police asking me that? Is it a thing? Can she not be my mom? So I was like getting really confused that police officers were asking me such a questions. It was really strange. Anyway, I, I think I might have said uh y- yes <laughs> um so that's the funny story they dropped us off safely and uh we got a ride from the gas station to the to the sea and the second story goes uh that's a little bit of a wild story because i was about eight and this man picks us and i think he knew my mom or something but the thing is the point is that he um started rubbing her leg or he started started touching her and she was like um get your hands off me and he was like no and she was like get your fucking hands off me and he was like no what are you gonna do jump out of the car and she's like uh honey unbuckle your seatbelt. we're gonna jump out of the car and i was like okay mom so i unbuckle my seatbelt, and she's like okay we're gonna open the door and we're gonna jump at three 
<laughs> so this guy obviously slows down. He's not driving like a, like a wild maniac or something. I think he must have been driving like the speed of a bike. Like really 10 kilometers an hour, maybe 15. But like not super fast. So <laughs> I unbuckled my seatbelt and she was like, three, two, one, jump. And we jumped. So that happened. <laughs> Just to give you an idea that, yeah, I'm an experienced hitchhiker. These things happened to me when I was a kid and they like imprinted, were imprinted in my memory so intensely and they shaped my like human, they shaped my being, you know, like when I was 17 or 18, I rediscovered the magic of hitchhiking or the convenience of uh, convenience of hitchhiking because um I was living with my dad kind of far from the from the city life and I always had to bike to the train station which was 20 minutes or in a half an hour and it was like a long train ride and it was just a hassle to get somewhere and all of a sudden I remembered another epiphany all right, hitchhiking. So I started hitchhiking. Uh, my dad didn't really like this, uh, but it fucking worked. It was awesome. I always went from A to B very quickly and 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 like very you know like up to speed. <laughs> it was really cool, especially to places where there were no buses running or something. But then I also realized like okay. Having shorts on and heels is not ideal to hitchhike because then you're gonna gonna attract men who are like kind of creepy. Like this one time when I was about eighteen, I think, or nineteen, I hitchhiked to uh to to pick my car up from the garage, I think, or something. And this kind of creepy guy picks me up, and I was in shorts and in heels, and he told me about his wife that was sick and he couldn't have sex anymore and I was already getting very annoyed and at this point it's super important as a female not to get afraid or um, to be vulnerable that's the main point um, I was really taught by my mom not to be vulnerable and to really stand in your power and just say what do you think? And at that point I said to him, like, yeah, um, do you have do you have kids? And he was saying, Yeah, why? I was like, How would you think if a guy like you at your age is asking your daughter to have sex with him because his wife is sick? Like, do do you know how you sound, dude? Do do you realize that? And then they always get like very confused and, and, and kind of put off and they all all of a sudden realize that what they're asking is actually fucking really not okay and then i ask them just just stop right here please just don't continue and then i get out of the car and so yeah you have to realize that you have to put yourself a certain way and and just really not be not be scared at all be um stand your ground and 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 speak up and and with all this knowledge i um 
went through a lot of adventures. Um, there will be a time in Brazil where I have issues. There will be a time in Argentina where I have issues. Um, so yeah, there are things that came across my path. Um, I will not spoil them yet. <laughs> uh, for that, you will have to spoil yourself and go to the website. But if, in case you want to listen to the stories, stay tuned. Um, it's not going to be that far away. So yeah, that's the part of the transport, the hitchhiking part, where I'm an experienced one. Um, so yeah, I think that's the whole, uh, the whole things that got me covered according to how I was going to go about and around. And then, um, the way my website worked was, um, if people would go there, they would found, find a little video that explains what I'm doing in like a very short time. And then, um, I would have a love part, which is a part is um, describing what I'm doing. So it's kind of an about page. And then the share part, where I shared my blog, uh, where each time I had new adventures, I would write about them and I would share them on my blog. And then I had the last part that's called travel. And um, on that part, I would keep a map and pin all the locations I was going or my dad did that thank you daddy because <laughs> um, he was staying connected with me I had a tracker on my phone the tracker only worked with wi-fi though because I didn't have a plan on my phone because that would include money so um, it would only turn or send the location when I would be uh, connected to the wi-fi and then my dad would get the location and pin it on my website and then he would also um write w how i went from a to b so if i hitchhike he would write it on there or if i took a plane he would like note it on there that i took a plane and also i counted um the days with th that i didn't use any money and then I also had days where I had to use money or I chose to use money. And then I would write it on there how much money I spent and um, on what I spent it. So I was very transparent on this whole thing. Yeah, so I think that's about it. Uh, so maybe let's dive into it. Like, let's start. Come on. Let, let, why? Uh, did my travel delay I said the last episode it delayed with 10 days I have to correct myself because I um, did not delay my travel with 10 days it was 10 days before uh, my actual departure date was due something terrible happened so remember I told you about the apartment where my sister was going to stay yeah um, well <laughs> So, 10 days before um, my due date, I decide to stay at a co-worker's place. I decided to sleep over and um, have a little last get-together with her. And the next day, I was going to go to the salon where I work to get my hair cut right before my travel. So, <laughs> I'm in the salon and uh, my neighbor calls me. She lives above me. And she calls me and says, like, 
Hey, uh, do you remember the last time when we had a flood? Uh-huh. So, um, she was on about, like, some weeks before this, something happened on the fifth floor. So, I lived on the, like, basement floor. She lived on the first, second, whatever, the fifth floor. Our upper neighbor, she had a little accident with her, I don't know, whatever it was, but she had a little accident where she like flooded the whole building and there was like dirty water running over the walls up to my apartment it was bad but it was okay and she called me remember the last time this flood happened picture that only way worse and i was like what she was like yeah i don't know how your apartment looks but mine looks bad she lives on the first floor above me mine looks bad so, um, yeah, better buckle up. Uh, can you come home? And I'm like in the middle of getting a haircut. Uh, not really. <laughs> I'm not going to get leave like half cut. Uh, uh, not really. Mm, but um, you have my key. Go and check it out. and Like measure the damage. And uh, five minutes later, five minutes later, she gets back to me. And she's like... Um, forget what I said about last time. This is way worse. And she's like, your whole apartment is underwater. It's insane. And I decided, okay, you know, just finish my haircut. And I left with, with hair. So I left the salon, took the bus home. And when I arrived in my street, everything that I owned was already standing outside my apartment and my upper neighbor she was bringing everything to the laundromat like all my clothes to the laundromat and bringing all of my stuff out and I really started crying when I saw my little diary lying there completely soaked and ruined um so like I I was devastated uh, it was 10 days before my part, uh, departure and everything I owned just was destroyed. What happened was that on the third floor, the boiler exploded. I, I don't know if it's called boiler in uh, English, but it's like the thing that heats up the water. So it's a water tank that heats up the water just exploded in the th on the third floor or is it on the second floor? It's on the third floor. A new lady moved in there. And the the apartment under her was empty. Because it was also going to be rented out. The apartment under her was my upper neighbor who was helping me. And she wasn't home by any chance that night. And I wasn't home. So nobody noticed. And this boiler or this water tank was just flooding the whole night. Can you imagine? Like, that is, like, crazy. There was tons of tons of tons of liters of water in my apartment. I walked up to my ankles completely in the water. My bed, when I touched it, it was like a water bed. It was, like, bouncy full of water. It was like a sponge, sponge that had way too much water. I was just crying. Like, it was insane. My couch was ruined, my, my, my bed was ruined, all my clothes were soaked and soaked wet, uh, wet. it was crazy. 
Um, so I took all my clothes to the laundromat to help my my neighbor and yeah, started washing. And then I realized, okay, I I, I can really not do with all these clothes and and washing all of them and and what am I gonna do because like going into the laundromat and having to watch your whole wash your whole wardrobe if you if you go shopping a lot um you have a lot of clothes and that's a lot of clothes to wash and dry and everything and it was very strange and this is one of the first strange coincidence things that happened and i really don't believe in coincidences anymore that's completely changed uh one of the one of the beliefs that i completely changed um is that there is no coincidence i really firmly believe that but what happened was that there was this lady she was passing by the laundromat or was in the laundromat can't can't remember basically it was a homeless girl and she just recently got herself off the streets and she didn't own anything like she didn't have any clothes she didn't have nothing and i said girl pick whatever you like take as much clothes as you want and she just she had the same size as me and she just picked her whole like wardrobe right there there and then obviously she had to wash them poor girl um but yeah so that happened so I got rid of my clothes and then uh, I was so devastated because my sister was going to move in there and then that didn't work out, obviously. So I called my landlord and I said, listen, I'm leaving in 10 days. I cannot deal with this. Um, I'm going to move out the apartment and I packed all that was left. So I packed a few things that were not damaged in boxes and i had a friend of mine who lived a little bit further down on 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 the road and he was like girl get your shit together and come here like for the remaining of your days that you're in belgium come i have a spare bedroom and just put your stuff there and we'll figure it out so i these friends are so amazing Lena, my upper neighbor, thank you so much for helping me that day. And Thes, thank you so much for taking me in your place. That was really cool. Um, so I had to sort everything out with this whole flood. And then I realized, wait a minute, I'm not just leaving without money. Okay, maybe a little bit emergency money, but I'm also leaving homeless. I'm coming back and I will have no home to return to. So it was like a full on <laughs> right now. Um yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Um luckily we arranged everything and I had to delay my travel in the end with four days, I think. Yeah, two times with two days. Which wasn't too bad. Luckily my travel gear was spared. Luckily my travel shoes survived. So that was good. And then, uh, yeah, D-Day. It was D-Day. Oh, that was insane. So basically, I had oh, the best tip I can give you if you ever go traveling is make a list. <laughs> it's such a cliche, but it's so important. Make a list. Every time you think of something, grab your phone and put it in there. 
because it's a lifesaver because i was packing my bag i had like a like a backpack and um <laughs> when i was packing it i was like this and that and then i was gonna go down the list but my backpack was already filled up to the top and i was like shit, <laughs> how am i gonna do that mm, that's maybe not gonna work so i had to unpack everything out and then just go buy my list and i packed for one year had all my belongings with me my dad was there uh on his motorcycle he was really excited and we hugged each other really tightly uh, in the house of Thais where I stayed for the remaining um before I left and and yeah then it was time to leave so I walk with my big backpack that was happy as fuck i was i was thinking like afterwards i saw the movie wild i don't know if anybody saw it but i really laughed with the scene where she's like trying to get the fucking heavy backpack on her back and she's like laying on the bed and everything it's really funny um it's really funny that's like exactly me <laughs> um so yeah i was walking walking to the highway there's a really good spot spot to hitchhiking and and that's like uh where i left to i was walking this distance like about five minutes walk to from where i lived uh, or where my friend lived and yeah i was walking there and then i stood there with my thumb out and a little sign that says bill because that was the first destination i was going to and then my dad like oh my god he drove past me with his motorcycle and i started crying i was like what the hell am i doing <laughs> this is insane like i'm leaving for one year and i'm gonna have nobody with me <laughs> like what am i up to where am i going who am i meeting oh and i can tell you there is so many more crazy stories coming uh yeah i think i'm gonna give this a wrap um and next episode i will tell you all about lille and paris and lyon and all my way through france and who i met and what happened and uh yeah all right Thanks again for listening to the second episode. Thanks for sticking with me. Already two episodes. <laughs> um, give me a message if like there's anything you want me to say or if there's anything you don't really like about the episodes. Uh, I'm open for critis criticism. Just be nice. Give me some love and peace and uh, then it will all be fine. And then, uh, yeah, we'll, I would say we'll see each other next time, but we won't because <laughs> this is a podcast. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to give this a wrap. Thank you so much. All right. Bye.